And we are live. Welcome to everybody. Win Daily Sports NFL Draftcast. This is week 10, man. Last week, can't wait to find out who, what I think. Maybe I, I, I almost proclaimed myself as victorious, but unfortunately, I had a stiff in a lineup that gave me a goose egg. But that's okay. As always, give us a follow at windailysports.com. It's Tony. It's Jason. It's Dave. We got a special VIP guest every single week. I can't wait for Jay to introduce you to him. But first off, make sure you do all the special things we need you to do. It's like and subscribe. It's go follow us on all social formats as well as get in to the site with the special promo right now for 25% off. Make sure you get in there to get our prop models and optimizers and everything we have to offer. But right now you're going to get four lineups, four. And I'm telling you, at least one of these are going to catch every single week, but it's going to be interesting. I'm going to do a little something different. We'll get into that later, but I'm going to give it right to Jay to talk about our special VIP guest. Yeah, so we go way back when, you know, one of our first analysts over at Win Daily was none other than Andrew Erickson. He's kind of parted ways with us, um, but he's grown over the past couple of years, and now he's over at Fantasy Pros, one of their lead uh, football analysts. And you know, we went, we met way back when at a, at a fantasy football conference. Kind of hit it off. He started producing content for us, helped us get off the ground, and you know, kind of feel like we also helped you know Andrew kind of get his career started. Now, Andrew, man, welcome to the show, man. Really appreciate you stopping by. I got a couple questions before we get into the draft. And, you know, Dave kind of takes the reins back and, and talks about how good he was for picking C.J. Stroud last week. You know, we'll get into that in a second, but got some questions for you, my man. So welcome to the show, dude. Appreciate you stopping by, spending your Wednesday night with us. So where can everybody follow you? Obviously, I, I see this thing called Fantasy Pros all over your head. So I'm assuming everybody should go check out your content over at Fantasy Pros, correct? Yep, Fantasy Pros. That's where most of my content can be found. Also on bettingpros.com. So Fantasy Pros has a sister site called Betting Pros, basically doing the exact same thing, but from a betting perspective. So I have a Betting Pros primer that kind of mimics the Fantasy Pros primer, basically looking at every single game, every single matchup, talking about the best picks from a spread perspective, from a total perspective, along with player props. And a lot of it, I use a lot of my fantasy analysis. I kind of use both of them to help with both elements of the game because we're seeing it now where... People are sports betting. People are playing fantasy. People are betting props. It's all in one. Like using this information, you can use it in a lot of different avenues, especially with how how fun it is to play games now, what you can do when you're watching a football game. Uh, there's so many avenues. I think the betting pros prime is a great tool to really get you off to a good start. So, yep, fantasy pros. And you can also find my stuff over on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it, at Andrew Eric's underscore release threads after the Sunday night games roll out, kind of recapping what at what. What I think happened, what I think is actionable, um, and I also write a fantasy forecast article every single week that comes out Tuesday mornings that kind of is the rundown of everything that happened for every single team, and it's kind of your action item list of like, hey, drop this guy, trade for this guy, play this guy in DFS, like he's undervalued. So very action item driven, um, just because uh, some people want, just people, some people just want to know what to do. Like they don't want to read it all. They just want to be like, hey, how to make my team better. It's all at the top for every single team. So every Tuesday that comes out. I know some people like that who don't like to read, just want to play. So that makes a lot of sense. And what you said about, you know, player props and, you know, you do all this research all week long. I have a similar process. Like I grew up playing DFS and New York wasn't legal. You know, when we first started playing the DFS, you're in Massachusetts. It wasn't legal there. But now when I'm done with my DFS lineups, did all my research, I have all this data here. And I'm like, wow, I really like this guy in DFS. What? 
his player props only 54 rushing yards. It should be 70. It should be 80. So, like, you're already doing the homework, so might as well put some action down on your bets. Now, Andrew, I got to get into this, man. I'm in New York. I just went through a pitiful – like, whatever you can do wrong as a team, at least offensively, the Jets did that, you know, just two days ago. I was feeling more confident every time they were on defense to potentially score, more so than they were on offense. I, when they had the ball on offense, I'm like – this could be bad. Like, I'm always thinking something's bad going to happen. You're a Patriots fan. How do you feel about Mac Jones? How do you feel about what's been transpiring this year offensively, defensively? doesn't even feel like you guys have a bright spot. Like, at least that's got a, a good defense. Do the, do the Patriots have anything right now that you're proud of? No. No, they, no, they do not. Uh, and, and the thing that annoys me the most is because, you know, Bill Belichick put this roster together. And uh, he picked these players to play on this team. And it's like, what did you expect to happen? Like, they have no talent. Just, like, looking at up and down the roster. Like, who is the most talented player on the Patriots? Like, Ramondre Stevenson? I Maybe him. But the, their best defensive players, Christian Gonzalez, a talented rookie, he's hurt. Matt Judon, he's hurt. Jonathan, or, or J.C. Jackson, the guy they traded for, like, he's hurt. Like, they don't have any talent. And... The fact that they have a guy named Kayshawn Bowie, right? You know, a rookie receiver, very talented at LSU. All right, he's a rookie, whatever. The fact that they're trotting out Jalen freaking Rager to play like a full snap share and just go out there and just drop the ball because he's a first-round bust because we already know this. We already know he's a bust. And Belichick's like, you know what? Let's give him 77% of snaps. Let's give him six targets. Like, Mac Jones hit him on a deep a deep ball that was like, this could have been a, a, a big play for the offense. But no, it had to be Jalen Rager out there. It's like, if you're going to just waste away this roster with, at least use rookies. Like, at least use young players that are at least unknowns versus these proven commodities that can't play. Signing Devontae Parker to an extension at like 33 years old. We know Devontae Parker. He's a bust too. So it's just absolutely ridiculous what he's been able to do. I think that Bill Belichick, the coach, still has stuff to offer, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But the GM, Bill Belichick, it, it's over. Like, he he cannot build roster. He cannot evaluate talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, how many receivers have the Patriots drafted that have been just total, utter busts? Like, Tyquan Thornton. Like, when they drafted him, I knew he was a bust. I was like... And then, the, and then the Steelers draft George Pickens, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, wh why do they do this? Like, why do they have to make me so upset? So that that's how I feel about the Patriots right now. And, you know, I'm lucky because maybe I'll oversleep and not have to watch them uh, this Sunday when they play in Germany. So There you go. That, that's a bright spot right there. And, look, you're talking to two Philly guys here, so they, they know all about Jalen Rager oh, God. and oh. how that works out. <laughs> That hurts. Like, I, I can't believe he's not playing good for you. That hurts. And I think I know the answer to my next question, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Um, you know, when it when it first happened and, and Brady left the Patriots, you know, or while Brady was winning all these championships, I was on the side of, yes, it's Brady, but Belichick's the evil genius, and he's the thing that really makes Brady tick in this whole – you know, you see – just players play better when they get into New England and he can swap names and it don't matter and they still go championships. But now that Brady went to the Bucs, took it down, and Belichick has struggled, 
if you had to start all over and you, you know, go back five, 10 years, you take Brady or you take Belichick, who was really the guy who made it happen? I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's Brady. Uh, I, I think that, you know, having that pairing was elite and resulted in that many Super Bowls. I don't think that Brady with any other coach would have been able to accomplish that, but it's even, we're seeing it past just the, the Bill Belichick. Look at all the Bill Belichick coaches that have just totally flamed out, like not once, but like twice. And it's because, oh, Josh McDaniels, right? You know, it's a lot easier to be like this offensive guru when Tom Brady's your quarterback, not yeah. when you have a average quarterback where you have to then elevate that certain player. So if you've seen all these Patriots coaches flame out, it's like, yeah, because I'll play with Tom Brady. Like, that's why they were good coaches, <laughs> because they had the best player. It makes them look much better. And it's funny because the only, like, Bill Belichick-esque coach that's really panned out besides Bill O'Brien, who had some success with Houston, uh, Mike Vrabel. And Mike Vrabel wasn't even a coach. Like, he was a player, that, yeah. which is a little bit different. So, yeah, I think that, again, I think that the last couple of years have shown us that, you know, right at first initially happened, it was like, you know what, it was probably 50-50, but I think the sample size is pretty obvious now that Brady won a Super Bowl, Bill Belichick is scrambling. I mean, look, if you look at the Bill, the Bill Belichick record against teams, basically not named the Jets, <laughs> that he's played without Brady. It's horrible. Like, the only team they've been able to beat is the Jets. So, at least we have that going the for us. Two has got his number as a rookie in every single game afterwards. <laughs> Pretty shocking to me. Now, Andrew, you just wrote an article. Um, let's fast forward to this year. Um, what could be a bust right now, not necessarily, like, from a talent perspective, but from a fantasy perspective. Some I wasn't too high on him just because I just don't trust the system, and there was positional players there that I thought he'd have to leap ahead, and we saw this last year. But B. John Robinson, you wrote him up. And one guy that I was on that is not panned out, and I can't – I don't know what it is because it's just like he lost it. I don't know if it's somewhat of an injury. But Tony Pollard. So I wasn't on Bijan. I was on Pollard. I'm shocked by Pollard. Not so shocked by Bijan. But what do you see happening week 10 and on? Are these guys that you're investing in possibly making trades for, or do you see a little bit more of the same from these two guys? I think that both players are screaming by low running backs. You know, when you look at the way that we play fantasy football, especially from a season long perspective, you know, there's only a handful of guys that really produce every single week throughout the entire year. Like McCaffrey, for example, like when he's healthy, he's putting up 20, 25 points, 30 points a game. But besides him, like, and even Justin Jefferson at times last year, like there aren't really players that do that. So it's really trying to find these pockets of production for okay this player has a bunch of great matchups and, and that's when they hit like from weeks x to, why do you think when we talk about in the offseason we're always talking about like from weeks x to x when we're talking about a certain player because that's how these players always produce for our teams it's always in these like pockets and stretches of time so the way i'm looking at it with Bijan and tony pollard is they just haven't had that pocket yet of games where they've really been able to show what they can do and really produce i think in the case of Bijan robinson you know the town is so clearly there like, you just watch him play. You're like, oh, my God. Like, in the from the first game, he's like, dude, this guy is so good with the ball in his hands. Now, again, the issue has been the usage, but that can change. Like, I, I like buying Bijan because I know he's a good player. And just a matter of Arthur Smith, you know, waking up and being like, hey, we've just lost two games in a row. We're starting Taylor Heineke. We're going on the road against the Arizona Cardinals, and somehow we're favorites. Like, you better be favorites. The only reason you're favorites is because you're going to give the ball to Bijan. So, so they better give the ball to Bijan. So it's again, it's a great matchup this week against Arizona Cardinals. So I think that Bijan Robinson, again, I've 
compared it to the situation with Jonathan Taylor when he was a rookie running back. You know, people were writing off Jonathan Taylor as a bust, as a rookie, because it was a Thursday night game against the Titans. And Frank Reich was like, you know, what? I'm going to start Naeem Hines. And Naeem's got, Naeem Hines had this like, massive game. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Jonathan Taylor, he sucks. You know, what? where's the running back from Wisconsin that we were promised? And then what happened? He was the RB3 for the rest of the season. So that's why I like Bijan as a rookie running back, buying that talent. And Tony Pollard, it's just a matter of like, the guy's just running so poorly in terms of just touchdown production. Like even last week, he scored against the Eagles and then it gets called back because of an illegal formation. Like the guy could not have the worst luck when it comes to touchdown production, despite the fact that he's like top five in red zone touches. He has the most touches consecutively without a touchdown in the NFL currently. And I just... I know he's an explosive playmaker. Now I get that he's coming off that leg injury from last year. Maybe that saps some of his explosiveness, but look, they're playing the giants this week. They're 16 point favorites. Like hmm. I, I just can't imagine Tony Pollard can't find the, he can't find the end zone. I mean, if he can't find the end zone against the giants, 16 point home favorites, then it's probably over for Tony Pollard, but I'm going to go back to him at least one more week. Yeah. Pollard's got soft matchups. Uh, the Cowboys schedule lightens up too. So I agree to that. And you know, if Bijan just gets that workload, he should be good. Looking ahead tomorrow, I don't want to have a full breakdown, but any bets, you know, who do you feel most confident if you had to roll out tomorrow's game, Bears, Carolina, we get another terrible game for Thursday night football. All these primetime games just end up being terrible. We had a decent one, at least with Buffalo and Cincy. I mean, uh, with Cincy, yeah, Cincy and Buffalo the other day, that was pretty good. The Jets-Chargers game was terrible. The Jets, the Raiders are coming up next on Sunday night. Another terrible game. It's like, I don't know how you can draw this up better. And then let's put the Chiefs in, you know, Chiefs and Dolphins Sunday morning where nobody's even watching it. So what do you see tomorrow, bets-wise, props, anything you got that you really like or have you looked ahead to tomorrow yet? Yeah, so again, as part of like what I do at Betting Pros is I will release earlier in the week like a Thursday night primer. So just kind of looking at that specific primetime matchup. And the things that kind of stood out to me were some of the, I mean, shockingly going to lean on some unders here at a primetime game between the, the Bears and the Panthers. Um, so I actually like the under on Adam Thielen under his receiving yards. Like, look, he started out really, really hot and his his receiving prop is still like above 70 yards. And I get like, if you look at the game, it's like, Oh man, like this guy's like still putting up a bunch of my numbers, but last two weeks he's been under 75 receiving yards. A lot of that production was garbage time production. And the thing that stuck out the most to me with, I looked at the bears defense, who I think is actually an underrated defense. They've given up one game to a receiver with 75 receiving yards. One game. That's it. There's only been one receiver that's been able to do it the entire season. So I always love betting unders on player props anyway, because you always have that, oh, well, if he gets hurt, like you win, essentially. So there's always an extra out you can get. And it's like, prove to me that you can beat me. It's like, if Bryce Young can get the ball to Adam Thielen enough times to beat me, then okay, hats off to you, sir. But the last two weeks of what I've seen from Bryce Young indicates to me that's not going to happen anytime soon. So I like the under on Adam Thielen, I like the under on Chuba Hubbard. I think that they're going to actually play Miles Sanders more than most people are expecting them to. In the second half of the game last week, Miles Sanders was playing a ton. It was actually more efficient than Chuba Hubbard was in the second half of the game. So I think we can see more of a split. And the Bears are a no-run defense. Like, you cannot run the football on them. They're really bad against running backs in the passing game, not in the running game. And Chuba Hubbard's, like, he's just not an efficient enough running back to really get there um, if he's not getting all the volume. So those are two of the props I like. And just from a sides totals perspective, again, like the under, it's prime time. It's, it's two bad teams. <laughs> not, not much more analysis needed, and then I would probably take the Bears. 
Um, but I would honestly rather just bet the under. Gotcha, man. Uh, real quick before we get into this draft, AFC, NFC, pretty much ask everybody who comes out of each division and and who takes it down when it's all said and done in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm going to ride the Bengals. I think that they were, I mean, I have to look back at some of my picks beginning of the season, but I, I did like them a lot. And obviously you were feeling very sad about picking the Bengals when they started out the season just so horribly. But that's what they've done every single year. They just start out horribly and then they just heat up because they get healthy. They're like, we don't care about the beginning of the season. We just care about the end of the season. So I do like the Bengals to potentially run the table. Hopefully Jamar Chase's injury is not super, super severe. But I do like Cincinnati um, on the AFC side. And then on the NFC side, I mean, I really like the Seahawks a lot during the offseason. Um, and Gito Smith has kind of turned back into a pumpkin. So it's something <laughs> that I don't feel nearly as confident backing anymore so i'll just go chalk and i'll, I'll say san francisco they're, they're getting healthier um I think wow you got two to... enemies that don't want to even talk to every week no it's good this way this is oh good. you like you like it this way yes i do all right dave let's kick this off man get us going tell us how you dominated us last week once again oh. taking it down there was how no domination it was okay. a a two-point win and, you know, balance lineup with Stroud, Josh Jacobs, lots of 10, 12-pointers. Uh, Tony had two great picks with Rashad White and C.D. Lamb. And actually, I should give him three, the Colts. You pick them every single week, and they finally showed up for you. So, yeah, <laughs> claps to you. Big week. Two returns, right, for touchdowns. Same um, dude, too, right? Same dude returned both yes. of them? Yep, yep. I guess Bryce yeah, Young, of course. Um, yeah, but crazy. the zero at Gusecki was, was the big turner. But – um. Hey, you had a good lineup too, Jay. You had a couple – Stevenson was another good pick last week. And Dak, obviously, you know, anybody against the Eagles right now in the passing game. And, Frank, I can only give him credit for one, Jake Ferguson. But uh, the rest of that, mm, the Bijans, the Saquons, yeah, we'll just turn the page. And let's move to week 10 here at the Win Daily NFL Draft Casting because I was fortunate enough to win my third this year so far. I get the honor of selecting where I go. Tony, you'll you'll select second because you were in second. Unfortunately, Andrew Frank left you with whatever picks left. So to make this work for me, I'm gonna sit in the two spot. Yeah, I'm gonna sit. I almost went to four. No, I'll sit at two. I'm gonna go to two. Okay. Tony, Tony what do you, got? you might be muted. What do you got? That's because uh my dogs are barking. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm go I'm going last. I'll go yeah. I really thought about it, man. Good, good. I'll I'll go three because I don't want to do the 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 roundabout. So I guess Andrew, man, as our guest, man, you get to come out the gate with the number one pick, man. So whenever you're ready, man, Dave, get this thing cooked up. Let's get yeah, the let me, let me bring it to life here and get our little uh overlay here. Bang. And we're ready. Off and run the Andrew Fancy Pros lead us off. I'm taking Tony Pollard. Yeah, I, I talked about him already, so I'm going to stick to my guns here. He's got to hit this touchdown regression at some point, so let's hope he can get three touchdowns against the Giants. Yeah, I do agree. It, it, it's a Tony Pollard game, and remember what they did to the Giants before. It could get worse. It was 40 to nothing that opening week. Um, all right, I'm going to start mine off with – yeah, I want to get in this game. I'm going to do Christian McCaffrey right off the bat. Okay. Okay. Um, the dude looks healthy. 
the price is right. Coming off a lot of big games, the price is it's it's affordable. Um, give me Joey Burrow. Uh, I think Houston just keeps on playing these up tempo games. Got like a 46, 47 over under in his game. Price is right. I want to solidify, you know, a good quarterback here and not pay up all the way up to the top. All right, all right. Joe B, this thing's flying, man. Look, look, I'm gonna do a little something different this week. I looked at absolutely zero. Nothing. <laughs> I have no idea what the play. I don't care. I'm just gonna go crazy a little bit, get a little jigsaw crazy, have some fun. I'm going double running backs right off the bat. Give me Jalen Warren, give me Rashad White. Uh, I talked about Warren it like four weeks ago. Now everybody wants to jump on my bandwagon when I said he should have been starting anyway. Now all of a sudden, oh, it's amazing. Now everybody's on the Warren wagon, right? Uh, Rashad White, same thing. Everybody told me I was crazy. He had a rough schedule, and boom. So give me the double back to start off. All right. Okay. okay. I Too like quick. I don't know if I'm ready for my uh, second pick yet, but uh, let me go with hmm. – got McCaffrey off the board. Running backs are already going. Rashad White. Ugh. Let me take a shot on Aaron Jones. He started the touches, started to go up here. Not where I wanted to go. Um, I had some player props on him last week, hit the over on his, on his rush totals. I had the ladder up, didn't get all the way there, but I think we got up to like 70 yards on him. The touches are there. Not a fan of Jordan Love, but I think it's a pretty good matchup, and, and they're going to rely on Aaron Jones here. All right, all right. So for me to spend up, I, this is what I was hoping I'd be able to spend down in one area. I'm going to take Will Levis. Um, as my quarterback this week, guys throwing for an average 250 yards in, in his two starts, and he faces the 32nd ranked pass defense. We saw what my boy CJ did last week. I'm not saying he'll go all the way there, but I like his matchup. All right, yeah, Andrew, well, you're up for a wheel route. Two to you. Yeah, Will Levis. I, I looked at his uh, pass attempts prop, opened at 29 and a half. Uh, seems a little low, guys. 29 yep. and a half against the Bucks. <laughs> Yeah, I like it's it. a little low to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with a, a stack here. Uh, I'm going to stack up this Cardinals Falcons game. I'm going to go with Bijan Robinson and Marquise Brown. I like the, it. Uh, Hollywood gets his guy, Kyler Murray back. So uh, hopefully we can get some actual targets within the radius of Marquise Brown and not uncatchable. <laughs> and the Bijan thing, let me, like, I know you were saying you wrote him up. I thought it's Arthur Smith. Like, how do you spend a seventh? the seventh pick in the NFL draft and not give the guy the ball. What What's it one time inside the five yard line all year. It's yeah. just, it, it, I, it's, I, I got to imagine that the, the owner might be in his ear a little bit and be like, Hey man, like we're getting the media is really starting to catch on to this. Like, I think we got to get Bijan on the ball a little bit more. <laughs> like we did take him in the top 10. Like, come on, man. It's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, good pick there. I got to get involved in this one game, and I'm sure a lot of other people are soon. So let me jump on it now. I'll go David Montgomery. He's back. You know, for me, I wish he wasn't because it would be so Jameer Gibbs. But, you know, Dan Campbell wants to bite kneecaps and give 30 carries to Montgomery. So I'll take him at 6,900. Okay, uh, back to me. I'm going to go with DK Metcalf, Washington. Another team just playing in somewhat shootouts week to week. Their offense is just good enough. Their defense not so great. So they got to be putting up points. Seattle's coming off uh, a beatdown by Baltimore. Baltimore looking stronger each week. But that was on the road. Now they're going back home. Like Andrew said, I got shares of Geno Smith. 
as my quarterback in a couple leagues, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but I've been benching him the last two weeks for Derek Carr. Uh, it's panned out to work out. Uh, but I think DK bounces back here, man. He shows why he's a number one receiver and good matchup against Washington. All right. Yes, Washington is a great team to attack in the pet in the receiver game. Good pick. All right, Tony, over to you for two. All right, this is easy, man. Coming off a of bye, 43 targets in three weeks. Give me Amara. Don't care about the 8,300. I'm taking it. Um, the Chargers stink on defense. So uh, give me Amara, St. Brown. And then, you know what? Everybody's just doing th their thing right here. So I'm going to go value quarterback. Give me Josh Dobbs, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to listen. I, I like the way he came in. I like the way he played. So um, give me a man. O'Connell's going to like him. I mean, listen, man, he, he did his thing. So 5,500, that's for me. Oh, yeah, Joshua. Yeah, he did. I mean, I, you know, there's <laughs> this guy's had a story. It could be a movie after this year. Good for him, man. It That's is. all I said. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, Kevin O'Connell's a Philly boy, too. So he knows what to do with those mobile quarterbacks, Dave. He, it, oh, he does. I mean, you know, they were left for dead. Now they've won four in a row. I got to give him a lot of credit. So, um, cool. Good, good picks. Over to you, Jay. That team, like Minnesota, just to put it out there. Seeing Dobbs just go over there, kind of street clothes, goes in, doesn't really know what's going on with their offense and just wins games, just makes me, like, somewhat sour that he just didn't – like, the Jets didn't, like – they could have afforded that pick early on. Somebody like Dobbs, they probably win, you know, most of these games where they're losing just because they're an embarrassment on offense. Like, I saw a statistic, like, last – on Monday I was watching it. They haven't scored an offensive touchdown – I think like all year or however many possessions, unless they got the ball above the 50 to start like in their own on their side of the field. Like they haven't scored a touchdown unless they got it like 49 or better, which is just fucking ridiculous how that's even a stat, but somehow the Jets are doing it. Um, back to my pick though. I'll go Olave. I think New, New Orleans is going to have to chuck the ball a bit. Um, Minnesota's defense better against the run. So they're going to have to, you know, throw the ball. Olave, I was expecting a little bit more out of him last week. I got my touchdown. He got some targets, but no real deep threats. I think they bounce back here. I think it's less gadgets. I think they got to throw the ball to win this game because Minnesota's going to put up points, too, against New Orleans at home. So I think a little bit more for Olave, mid-range, 6,400. He's out of that, like, 7, 8K range where pretty safe, and he has an upside for, for a big game any week. I like it. So one comment on the Jets. I think their last three touchdown drives are one play. Um, yeah, so no, it's like something yeah, ridiculous. Like yeah. that. It's like they can only score if they got the yeah, ball like a, within the five. It's like crazy. Yeah, and then Tony, you know, C is asking, no golf stack. Did, was that potential or you got something else coming? No, this is this is simple. I can't stand Jared Goff. Yeah, that's care right. he's the best quarterback in the NFL. He will never be on a jigsaw roster. Him, Keenan Allen, who's bow me for year after year with hamstrings and concussions. Neither one of those guys ever be on my team. So that's the only reason. That's it. Simple I as that. No Jared Goff. Yep, yep. I thought it was there. Yeah, good. <laughs> Dave, good, you good. know, you know I can't stand Jared Goff. <laughs> I do. I do. And I love it. And I love your take on that. So I gotta get a little bit um kind of run back you know if i got levis i'm not sure if i'm gonna stack yet but i definitely want to get mike evans because if there's another thing we know tennessee can't stop receivers so i'll get evans and get at least a little um correlation in that game all right over to you andrew yeah i'm gonna stick with this uh cardinals falcons game i think that this maybe maybe it could be a sneaky shootout 
in the desert, in the dome. So I'm going to go with Kyler Murray making his first start of the season, and I'm going to stack him up. So I already got Marquise Brown in there. I'm going to throw Trey McBride, yeah. uh, tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. Look, two weeks ago, he had 14 targets in a game. So, and the Falcons are a bad defense against tight ends. So I, I like to try to always fit my tight ends in some type of stack because you just need that game environment to just drive tight end production because they're all so horrible and there's no Travis Kelsey. So uh, I can't pay up and Trey McBride could be in a good game environment here. So I'll go with him. Yeah, good pick. That just uh, kind of, that's the first one taken off my pre-made roster. Really, I use he was my next pick. He was legit. Oh, my next pick. Then I yeah. Valley spot. I'm like, all right. As soon as you said Arizona, I'm like, mother. Here we go. Oh, yo, yo we got a special guest. Wilson checking in. One of our yo, uh, followers. Yo, yeah. Our serious what's boy. What's up, man? Yeah. Love it. Um, all right. It screwed me up a little bit with a great pick with the McBride. You know what? I just I, love I never pay up for defenses. I'm paying up for the Cowboys this week. I just <laughs> I mean, I Tommy, Tommy DeVito, Danny <laughs> DeVito, who cares? Like, <laughs> no, I watched them against the Jets. No line overtime. They wouldn't pass the ball. They ran from negative 10 yards, punting it, game over. Like, Crazy. they just Crazy. on third and 18, they didn't pass it. They just, oh, this guy, they have, they might not get 100 yards of total offense. I'll take the Cowboys this week. <sighs> it's, probably, it's probably one of the best picks of the day, right there. And there's no cheap, there's no like punt defenses. There's really, I'm looking over here, and it's really not much there. Uh, Andrew took my tight end, but I'll give Chig a shot. He hasn't had so like good. that. Yeah, he hasn't had that big game. Um, pretty good matchup against Tampa Bay. We see them get lit up last week by, you know, the Texans here. They're giving up around 280 yards a game. Chig needs to step up. He finally has a quarterback here that's going to be chucking the ball. So they can't just throw every ball to Hopkins, um, you know, week after week. So Chig should open up a bit. 3K against Tampa Bay. Sign me up. All right. Got it. Good pick. All right, Tony. I love it, man. I love it. All right, give me uh, – I'm going to go a little stack, even though I can't stay in golf. I'll give me my man Sam Laporta uh, at tight end. And here's my – Jay loves when I do this, right? Here's my, okay. my value pick in the draft. I'm going to give you the play, too, because Jay loves when I do this, okay? He loves when I do this every year. It's called, One of these days, Brandon Powell is my pick for Minnesota, 3,200. Okay, here's what's going to happen. You got Bad Ribs with Hawk. Right, you still got no JJ. You got Lattimore and Addison. Right, guess what? Look for that little sweep, that little wide receiver screen, just like Rondell Moore used to over there in Arizona with Josh Dobbs. Right to Brandon Powell, take it to the house, 58 yard touchdown. Book it, bang it, 3,200. Brandon Powell. He was definitely in there. I looked at him a little bit with the value, and 3,200 is a great pick. So good pick. And let's, uh, in a game environment, you've already got some Dobbs, right? So. There's your, there's your stack. Um, don't like to do this, um, but running back is so so trashy right now. It just doesn't doesn't look good. You guys took like the better guys off the board here. I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon. I just think you know he's catching balls. He looks a little bit more spry. Um, don't typically pair up my quarterbacks with running backs, but I think it works here with Mixon moving the ball and just the way that. You know, Pollard's the guy I really want. McCaffrey's always in play. Um, running back is super tough here. So give me Mixon, just solid. You know, he's getting all the touches. There's really nobody behind him. And, uh, Andrew, do you think any of these, you know, Cincinnati guys 
are really injured with, with Chase and Higgins. They didn't practice today or limited today. Is there anything really to worry about here, or do you think they both play on Sunday? I feel better about Higgins over – I mean, even though Higgins has always been someone that's traditionally, like, never really been played well 100%. through injuries. <laughs> yeah. um, Chase is probably a little more concerned about. Again, the DNP on Wednesday is not ideal. Um, but as long as he can get some type of limited practice, even on Friday, I think that he's he would be good to go. Okay. All right. So who's who are you going with? I went with uh, Joe Mixon. All right, got it. Cool. All right, we're just trying to look up where I'm going because again, that tight end pick is kind of uh all right. I'm fine. I'm gonna get DeAndre Hopkins out of the way. Uh the target share is finally coming there with a, a quarterback in tow. They can throw the ball more than 10 yards. So I'll take DeAndre Hopkins. 6K is not bad, uh, especially against that pass defense. All right, Andrew, over to you. All right. I'm going to start with another wide, expensive wide receiver, but I think that this dude is just a straight, straight alpha. Uh, Brandon Ayuk uh, for the 49ers. I think he's the clear wide receiver one, even with Debo Samuel coming back in the Jaguars defense. You can't really run the ball on them. Not that really matters because McCaffrey, but they get eviscerated through the air. So I think Brandon Ayuk could be in for a monster game. So I like going with him here. And I'm actually going to take the punt defense here. I'm going to take – I'm just going to keep stacking up this card. I'm going to bet against Tyler Heineke. So I'm going to take the Cardinals defense. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, he's he's rough. Um but I mean, he's better. He's still better than Desmond Ritter, in my opinion. So, what are you gonna do? <laughs> but 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 how much though? Like no, much. It's no, like no. I mean, they did lose to the Vikings on Josh Dobbs, who was on the team for like four days. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. Um, and that's embarrassing. Uh, all right. Hmm. Let's do this. Let's go. Um, let's go. Jawan Johnson at tight end. Um, for the Saints. Yeah, he came back last week, scored a touchdown, very low salary. I mean, we're all kind of sitting down there. Um, I like Johnson. You know, get me a 10 points and we're, we're sitting good. So you don't want to play Taysom Hill at 5,100 at that time? Yeah, not going I don't, there? but they, they love them some Taysom Hill, don't they? I'm telling you, I've gotten wins this last couple of weeks for having Taysom in some yeah. lineups in, in season long. Um, Dave might have beat us in the, the draft cast, but I beat him in the win daily league this week. So That's four points. With either with, with either Taysom or Derek Carr as my quarterback, one of the two. Um I'm gonna complete this little mini stack of Cincinnati and hope and pray that T. Higgins is safe. And you know, maybe in this scenario, um Chase doesn't play, but I, I prefer him to play uh because I got Burrow in this stack too. I think Cincinnati. Looks to be a lead again on offense. So give me a couple pieces there with Burrow, Mixon, and uh, Big T Higgins, man. He looked better than Chase last week. Yeah. Um, heavily involved. Almost won me the the showdown. I had T. I had T in my captain spot, and I had um, Irv Smith, but didn't really see the the sample game coming out of nowhere. So that's the guy that I was missing in my my showdown lineup that took it down. But. Uh, uh, I think Cincinnati's going to put up some points, you know, for here or now. They can just, you know, they can stay healthy, man. They're solid. All right. All right. Tony, two picks. Yeah, man. I'm ready. Um, listen, I'm buying into, I'm all about production 
And when I see a guy that consistently produces and I'm used to, even though I'm not a Doug Peterson guy, I don't care if you want a Super Bowl. He doesn't deserve a trophy. He doesn't deserve a, a statue. He is what he got lucky. Okay. I like Doug, but he got lucky, but I, I know he likes on Travis Etienne. So I don't care if they're playing San Francisco. I don't care. He's going to get this dude the ball consistently. So give me Travis Etienne. And then knowing that one of these receivers in Cincinnati is not going to play, uh, in my opinion, and my boy that I lean on all the time, just consistent. Give me Tyler Boyd. Um, I like him at 4,600. He's going to be a consistent target, and I think it's pretty simple. All right. Etienne's okay. All right, cool. Um, gonna take a shot here on defense. I'm gonna go with the Chargers and just hope Bosa and Kalira Mack, you know, go out there and get some sacks. You you had the Jared Goff road game, we all know about that. They had eight sacks against the Jets, but the Jets, but they also got to Dak with five sacks. They got the Raiders with seven sacks. So hopefully Staley, you know, uses his brain, brings pressure, um, tries to you know stifle. Um, golf as much as possible to get some sacks, you know, at, a, at a almost min price on the defense. Did they can get you six, eight, and who knows? Defense got to get lucky sometimes. Maybe they can get you in the end zone somehow. All right. Let me put that in. So, Saints. Said, no, I said Chargers, 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 2600. You know, when I started looking at notes, I and I was looking at the Saints game, but. My bad, but um, I'm going to go back to one game. I just wanted to get – now I'll get up to at least two guys in this game. I'm going to go Quentin Johnson. He's just, again, kind of like underpriced this week. Now seeing Palmer out, um, 4,100. I think it's a good spot. Uh, give me Quentin Johnston, not Johnson. Okay. Perfect. All right, Andrew, you got two to uh, round out your roster. All right. I've been able to finagle my way to use all my salary because you got to spend it. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to go. I'll start with Terry McLaurin for the commanders taking on the Seahawks. And now I guess now what do you guys think? So I could either spend the rest of my money. So I have what? 6,700 left and yep. I could pay up to get Godwin. Okay. I think is it a good spot? Or I just punt the salary and go for the more correlated pick with Christian Kirk. Again, similar role, slot receiver, because I have Brandon Ayuk. What do you guys think about that? I was going to take Godwin. (laughs) My unbiased opinion, (laughs) you should take Kirk. Well, no, I'll be honest. I've left salary out in this type of match. If you're playing, you know, what you will, DFS on a weekend, you want to correlate more. Uh, so I'd go Kirk, but um, – and then I'd still probably – or is Kirk your correlation? Or is it Godwin? Yeah, Kirk he's got a, he's got a little game stack where you yeah. potentially yeah. – What do you make of San Fran's defense, Andrew? Is it good or is it bad? Like, where do I they mean, stand I- as a defense? Because you hear the Niners – you would think great defense, but they were getting torched a bit and shocking to me. I didn't see that coming. Well, I think that their secondary, I mean, their secondary wasn't that great last year. It's really about their front seven. You know, they have some of these really great pass rushers. They obviously added Chase Young, but the fact they added Chase Young was also like, hey, we need to get better. Like our pass rush needs to be better. It wasn't hitting home based on the name brand that they have there. 
So again, they lost a bunch of secondary pieces in the offseason. I didn't really think that they replaced them. So I was like, if this team gets beat, it's going to be through the air. You still really can't run super effectively against them, even though Travis Etienne's obviously like a different beast. So again, I think that if Jacksonville is going to have success offensively, I think it will be through the air. So, you know, I'll roll the dice here with Christian Kirk. I'll, I don't even need the $700 to beat you guys. So there you <laughs> I love go. the talk. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. I'm going to round out with just pretty, and not a punt play because it's going against a defense that's very bad against the pass and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But um, considering the quarterback is pretty much limited, I'll still take Jaden Reed this week. Um, I think it's good value down to 3,800 against a bad pass game. You got to kind of close your eyes and just hope he gets double digits. Yeah, and um, this is probably the ugliest lineup I made because three of my guys are going to be queued up. Um, had to pivot a couple times around players that you guys picked. Hawkinson queued, ribs, you know, not the best spot. Got a little mini stack with Olave. But the price, he's really acting as their – if it's not their number one because Addison's in town, you know, now with Dobbs, you know Dobbs likes his tight end. He's not really a down-the-field type of thrower here. So he got 12 targets in the first game. You know, didn't find the end zone. Could have a monster game. I'm worried about the ribs. I'm worried about Higgins. I'm worried about Aaron Jones, who's been battling injuries all year. So this could be, like, the worst lineup I've ever made on the draft guess, or hopefully it pans out. But Hawkinson at 5,000, you know, I typically don't run tight ends in my flex. But, you know, in this price range, not much to pick from that I feel safe about in that 5,000 to 5,200 range. So I'm going to go with, with Hawkinson here. I like it. I, I tell you, I had struggles in that like 45 to five range. I was looking. I'm, I'm with you. It gets a little ugly. I was um, thinking Christian Watson, but I definitely don't want Watson. Um, with Aaron Jones. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think Green Bay, I don't think you roster two Green Bay players together. Like you're hoping one of them just goes off. Two Green Bay players with Jordan Love is terrible. I know the wide receivers have been lighting up Pittsburgh. Um, they've had some bad performances against wide receivers. Um, and the prop number on, on Watson is 39 and a half. If Duke can catch two balls, he probably goes over. So I don't mind on a prop market. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but I don't even know how George Pickens is allowed to play like this week. Like <laughs> Negative yards? No, not about that, man. Like, whatever. You don't – you have a bad game, you have a bad game. But, like, first of all, it's the worst toe tapping. Like, it, it looked like he tried hopping out of bounds. And he was, like, surprised he was out of bounds. And then when the Deontay scored his touchdown, like the first touchdown he had in like 17 years, he throws a towel over his head, doesn't even congratulate him. And then I didn't search his social media to see if he really did it. But like I'm hearing that he like defriended everybody on the Steelers. So like how's he even on the team right now? I don't get it, but it is what it is, man. Purely a guy that's way too talented but got this massive ego is going to get his own way and he'll probably be out of the league in a couple of years, would be my guess. I had good points there. It, it was a it was a childish act. Yeah, Tom you saw this, right? I'm not like speaking crazy, right? You no, seen, Tom, no, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember hearing about the how he scrubbed his like social media of all Steelers related. It's like, dude, like you're still he on was the like, team, right? He was like upset when Deontay <laughs> scored yeah, a touchdown. That was like that was a close game. It wasn't like a meaningless touchdown. It was like a big touchdown. He scored and Deontay it. Deontay hasn't scored Deontay yeah, hasn't scored years, in like, such a long time. It's like, dude, like the guy needed to score a touchdown. Like he went an entire season without scoring. He, he had so the upset. most targets in a year without scoring a touchdown. Of course they yeah. need to get him a touchdown. 
Yeah. It, it, and he was so upset by it. Towel over the head. Didn't want to congratulate him. They were panning in. Everybody's giving this dude like daps and high fives. He's got a puss on his face on the sideline. Like, you don't want that. I'm surprised Tomlin didn't like just like kick him out of the organization after that. Man, I'm shocked. It, Tomlin did great. He's like, I'm not that. That's like, I think what he said, a pebble in my shoe. He's like, I'm not even listening <laughs> to this guy. I thought he, I thought he handled it well. But uh, Tony, I you got to follow up with a defense that can uh, replicate the Colts from last week. I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm listening to all this talk here, man. I mean, we we we're used to diva wide receivers in Philadelphia, Dave. So I, if, if people don't think number one wide receivers are going to be diva, I guess Giants fans aren't used to that kind of thing, and Jets fans aren't used to that kind of thing. But that's Jets okay. haven't had a wide receiver uh, one, and I couldn't even tell. Right? Yeah. Well, they they know, right. You don't know how to work. act. Yeah. You don't know how to act. This is like you're used to Omani Toomer for Christ's sake. But um, let's go. Uh, let, let's go for the first time. I'm actually going to spend up for a defense. Never ever do this. I'm going to go with the Ravens at four thousand. Sit honestly, just because they are so consistent. Yep. And Jay, I hope I wish you luck with Hawkinson. There's two rules I always have in in in, in whether it be season long or DFS. I don't draft anybody who has a soft tissue injury or a rib issue because one hit they're out. So I stay away. Far away, so I know Joe D says, "Well, no, Hawkins and Tony. That's why I want nothing to do with a rib or a hammy. No way." Yeah, I feel me. like but three I, of my guys are not going to play man, on Sunday. We'll we'll, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> well, let me ask this: Hey, Jimmy's checking in, and um, I'm going to pass this to you, Andrew, just from a, a fantasy perspective. He likes Schultz and Irv Smith this week, and what do you think? Obviously, Schultz coming off that monster game last week. Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to pick one, it would definitely be Schultz for me. If you look at the way that the Bengals defense has tried to defend tight ends, it's been horrible. I think that they've actually allowed the most fantasy points per game to the tight end position. Even Dalton Kincaid, last game we saw, had a monster game. Like, ton of involvement, ton of targets, and Schultz is a guy that Stroud has relied on. You know, we weren't really sure how good Schultz of a player he was, but when he has a good quarterback, he puts up fantasy numbers. Like, when he had Dak, he put up good fantasy numbers, and Stroud's good, so... I would continue to roll with Schultz. Good pick. So, Jay, you got really involved in that Cincinnati game, but only from one side of the ball, really, right? Um, I don't see any Texans really taking on this board. Nico had a okay, kind of quiet week, but Tank had a huge week. Schultz, we just talked about. CJ, obviously. Is there, no if Brown. you're building, if, yeah, no Brown had a big week. If you're building a Bengals lineup, like you did, a Bengals stack, I should say, what would you prefer to run it back with? Pricing wise, let me, let me check it out. I think I put Noah Brown um, and Nico in the cheat sheet. Got to see what's up with Robert Woods too. You know, when he's there, things could change. We don't. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Kind of got to see where he lands. He hasn't played since week six. But if he comes back, that throws like a, a wrench into the situation here. So just looking at the pricing, Dell's fifty five hundred. He's involved regardless. So probably at the price point, if if it's if Robert Woods is out, Noah Brown in play again at 3700 and then probably Tank Dell. Nico's a little bit priced out at 6600 when there's, you know, a lot of weapons now for, for Houston. And you got Schultz there. Um, you know, I kind of had a couple of lineups with Singletary, and that didn't feel good last week. So I'm not going to the running back position. Got to see if, you know, Pierce practices um, this week. But I'm not going back to that. So it's probably – if um, if Robert Woods is in, probably Tank Dell. If he's out, maybe Noah Brown. Just get the discount. 
Good calls. Tony, I, the highest total on the board this week is 48 and a half, and it's in the Detroit-LA Chargers game. I see that you sat there and grabbed two Detroit Lions. Um, I think those are two great picks up, by the way. Laporta has just already inserted himself as a top five tight end in this league. But anyone on the Chargers side would you have considered? Yeah, Quinn Johnson? Tough, you you it, don't want to play him? 41? I, I, I mean, it's – it's crazy because I watched that Monday night game and I'm just thinking to myself, like, yeah. what happened to this Chargers team? Like, the Jets I, are really good defensively, though. I, they but, are, but yeah. but yeah. this isn't the first week, bro. This ain't the first week. Like, no, this, you know, we we used first it was Anthony Lynn, right? Anthony Lynn was the problem, right? Now and then you got Staley. I I think I I think it's Staley's the finger, idiot, man. It's the finger. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. There, there's just like it is. I, I I don't know what to I don't know what to, to say. I really don't because Herbert has so much talent, but I feel like he's soft, man. Like I I, I think he's soft. I think mentally, mentally, yeah, he's a mental yeah. midget, man. Yeah. And when you're a mental midget, I don't care how friggin' good you are, doesn't matter, man. It just doesn't matter. So I think that's why, Dave. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with my man Campbell, who I think I did say this, y'all. I want to ask you guys a question because you, you mentioned this about Belichick. We, you know, everybody you hear about the rings. Let's take all rings aside. I was getting my fade today, and my barber asked me a question. And he said, you know, let me ask you a question. He goes, if Bill Belichick never ha had zero rings, and every nobody in the NFL right now, all coaches, no rings, and you said Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, who's the greatest coach of all time? I, I thought that was an interesting question. I'll be honest with you. It is, but it's Mahomes. Like, yeah. what do you think it's Mahomes? I, I, you know, like, he didn't play all KC. Well, that's where he got his rings. So I, I just <laughs> said true. no ring. You're not listening. No rings. <laughs> I thought you were saying no ring from Belichick. No, uh, I said no ring. Both, Zero rings. Both sides. You still give it to Belichick though, because you you gotta you have some resume there. I think Andy Reid's definitely more creative. If I was a player, I'd rather play for Andy yeah. Reid yeah. um, than Belichick, but. Yeah, that's look at the litany of coaches, though. Look at the Andy Reid tree. Uh, Belichick's been in one spot. Yeah, no, Andy Reid. It, John, yeah, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. Nah, no, it's closer. It's closer. But no, no, I'm Andy, saying he's yeah. off to Andy Reid. He was a freaking special teams coach yeah. who went right yeah. to head coach, right yeah. to head coach. Because Bill Belichick doesn't tell anyone the secrets. He just keeps it all. <laughs> there <himself>. you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was gonna say one thing about. The Chargers, though, too, they have absolutely zero, 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 zero run game. Like, it's like there's nothing there. And Eckler is getting like two yards of carry. You know, he's going nowhere when he touches the ball in the backfield. So they have like absolutely no run game. But what I'll say about Herbert is like he's missing some wide open throws. Like, Keenan saved them that time. A couple of games ago, Keenan was wide open and he just like threw it like three feet over his head. So there's something going on with, with Herbert where either he's nervous or something's going on. I know that the finger can't be comfortable to, like, you know, catch snaps from and, and even shotguns from. It's very awkward and shit like that. But he's missing some wide-open plays. They're always banged up, though. Like, that team is – I don't think that team's ever been healthy for a full season offensively. Like, they're always – it's like they never had a wide receiver to this, but consistently there. Mike Williams hasn't been there. Keenan hasn't been there. So, so I, this hot take, I agree with, and I'm going to add one more thing. 
and when the offensive line isn't holding so he can run for 30 yards down the field. Because I, I mean, hold that's on, just, hold on. Hold that's on. Just let me add to this. Let me add to this. Because, uh, you know, listen, if everybody knows, I do a locked-in segment, you know, once every couple weeks, I get the, you know, I get the blood boiling. I'm going to get everybody's hot take going right here. You want to say, Jimmy, put that up there. Put that up right, there. Yeah, hot take. Got Mahomes is average when Kelsey. I'll tell you what. Donovan McNabb does more with less than Mahomes could ever do. Okay, I'll tell you oh, that. James Thrash, Tarn Small, Charles Johnson, Chad Lewis, Jeff Thomason, trash. And he still went to NFC Championship games. If he doesn't have Kelsey, uh, okay, you see what happened with Tyreek Hill's going? He's an average quarterback. At oh, I don't think that. Book it down. No, no, no. Average is average hey, whatever. Is crazy, bro. No, whatever. No. Everybody, listen, it's opinion, so you can't call me crazy. It's opinion, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I still think he's top five. But like, he's good. But um, No, he's, he's better than good, and he works. But, I hear you, but here's the problem. Everybody formulates their argument when they want to, right? You sit there and talk about Brady and Belichick. Right, but but like, but now all of a sudden, Mahomes, like, you don't want to take Kelsey out of it. You don't want to take anybody out of it. You like, you you got to be able to have though, one like, argument, you know, but I have the other too. Yeah, and just look at it this year though. He has no wide receivers. He's got like six guys. He's he just spreads the ball to all six. He is running. Like the difference you'll see, like with a bad quarterback and good quarterback, like he's not getting set. He finds ways in and out of the pocket, and he's still trying to throw the ball first. And you see a guy like Wilson who just, like, stumbles into every single player on the defensive line. Like, he's just getting sacked, dropping the ball, and stuff like that. So, I think Mahomes, you got to give him all the credit, dude. Let me get Andrew's take on Mahomes. Well, I mean, first of all, it wouldn't kill the Chiefs to just, like, give the ball to Isaiah Pacheco on, like, this simple, like, goal line rushing attempt instead of all the stupid bullshit they run (laughs) at the goal line, which is, like – I'm Andy oh, Reid. Like, let's do something crazy. Like at the goal, it's like, dude, just give it to your running back. Like, you don't need to make it super complicated because he has all these gadget players between Hardman and Tony. He's like, all right, we got to do the double reverse screen to get the touchdown. Like, no, just give it to your running back. Um, but with Mahomes, I guess my argument would be like, okay, what quarterback is going to be at least what Mahomes has been able to be without their best weapon? You know, look at Brady when he didn't have Gronk for a lot of different stretches of time. He was bad. Like, he was not nearly as good. When he had Gronk, he was like, this guy's unstoppable. And that's what we see with Mahomes when Travis Kelsey is is firing on all cylinders. And last year, they won the Super Bowl without Tyree Kill. And I was like, wow. And I remember fading Mahomes, like, hard because I was like, oh, he's going to Tyree Kill. He's going he's gonna, he's gonna to collapse. And I was totally wrong. With, with, with a bad ankle, too. Like, he was yeah. hobbled through that so, run, too. So you got to give Did he have Travis Kelsey? Man. Do you have Travis, yeah, Travis Kelsey? Kelsey last year? Okay, yeah. he did, I'm just he curious. Did, okay, he did. but it's okay. like I mean, I mean gotta, obviously you, you, you take, enough, uh, take away enough there. weapons. It's like okay, well, he's gonna be worse. <laughs> like no, who's McNabb's best player? Who was McNabb's best player? Dude, the T.O. that went to the Super Bowl. Carolina Panthers. Who was his best player? See, nobody, Jimmy's nobody got nothing for me. It's the problem. Nobody got no his best player. Was come on, think about it. Nobody. It was all him. Dorsey friggin' Levins at running back. You guys are <laughs> not giving this dude credit. I'm just saying, man. I'm just letting you know. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. That's okay. I'll let everybody give the flowers to all these guys. It's okay. I we me and Dave know the real deal. That's all. That's okay. So well, you're telling me Mac Jones has a shot because he doesn't have weapons. Is that is that what you're yeah, saying? Well, <laughs> no, he stinks. That guy. Yeah. Now. I will say this for you, Andrew, and maybe you have the same thing. 
the whole coach, like you said, the Belichick, you know, GM and his player picks, like, I just think the coaching staff stinks too. Like there's nobody, wasn't Patricia the OC last year? Now he's our like, like whisper in the air on defense. Like they quality controlled coach. And now you got Bill O'Brien, Mr. Like dimples. Like, like uh, I, yeah, it's uh well, the thing is like, because he only hires, like there, there aren't any new ideas coming in because they're yeah, all from him. What, so it's like, yeah. you're not getting any expansion of, of what, and again, and Belichick's also not offensive minded guy. Guru, yeah. Like, so like that's no. always been a big issue, and that's just how the game has kind of changed a little bit. Where you're looking at all these teams, and the teams that have the best offenses have offensive-driven head coaches, like for the I most agree. part. And, and Belichick's never been that because he's had Tom Brady. So it's like, oh, I don't need to worry about the offense because that's taken care of. I can focus on defense and special teams being kick-ass in those categories. And that's why the Patriots were so good at all three phases. But now their special teams even sucks. Like I don't even know what they're doing on special teams anymore. So, yeah. I mean, it's honestly embarrassing just because of how good they were and just how far they have fallen. But, hey, you can't be at the top forever. So No, and True. my point, like, you'll have Josh McDaniels next year helping call and play. So, it's, it's all good. I'm, I'm, surprised he, I'm surprised he hasn't already joined the coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> He'll be in the booth like what Alabama does with, like, you know, retreads. But, um, anyway, hey, Andrew, give us a little – um you know, a snippet of, you know, where your workers, where our listeners, our followers can can find you on Twitter and all other social media platforms. Yeah. So I'm over on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Andrew Erickson underscore. You can find me over on the Fantasy Pros football podcast. We have episodes drop every single day. I'm not on every single episode, but you'll find me on Tuesdays and on Thursday, Friday, doing different shows on the betting pros side of things as well. We do a player prop show. We do a best bets show. Um, and I released a couple of YouTube videos as well on the Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros YouTube channels. So if you if you search fantasy, search Andrew Erickson, chances are my face will pop up somewhere. I've been told that I have a boyish charm to my face. So uh, <laughs> hopefully the content can can support that and you'll you'll get something out of it. But I'm just trying to have fun. Like at the end of the day, this is all really fun for me. This is content for for those that are kind of I mean, for me, fantasy was an escape, you know, for me, if I like. You know, I didn't like my job. It's like, oh, but I get to listen to this podcast, talk to the guys, talk to Jay, win daily. What am I writing this week? Like all that stuff got me super excited. And I'm just blessed that I could do this for a, a, a living now as my full-time job. So just willing to give it back and always looking to help out those that uh, need advice. So again, at Andrew Erickson underscore at fantasypros.com. Well, we thank you so much, Andrew. I, and we follow you and, we, and I hope all our listeners do as well. And thanks for being an original win daily member. But over to you, Tony. Yeah, man. Listen, man, I, I'll second that. Um, Andrew been around for a long time, doing a lot of good things. So uh, I love when he says giving back, because that's one thing I really pride myself on. Um, you know, you get to a certain point. It's like, you know, there's so much toxicity and hate all over the Twitter timeline or X line, whatever you want to call it. Everybody hates people that are successful instead of just propping each other off. There's a big space out there, people. It's a big space, man. There's a there's a piece for everybody. We can all just get along. Uh, not to sound cliche, but it is true. And uh, Andrew, thank you for saying that. I will say one thing about Bill Belichick. You're right maybe he he likes to keep a lower talent below him because he maybe maybe he's just afraid a little bit i know a little people in philly radio that are like that too not going to call out their names but um as always win daily sports make sure you hit the like make sure you hit the subscribe make sure you're following us every single day different content you name it uh right now listen 
you know, you, you got to get your 25% off. Um, prop win is the code. Prop win for everything that we have. Uh, Optimizer, prop models, you name it. Uh, got a little three legs, six set plus 67, plus six, seven, the parlay tonight uh, on the late game. So I'm, I'm curious to see with the 50% prop boost. Thank you, JJ Reddick, for that. Uh, get rid of all those good plans. Make sure you take advantage of them. But as always, windailysports.com. Everybody, for Tony, Jigsaw, for Dave, for Jay, our VIP guest, and, and Andrew Erickson. Uh, everybody have a fantastic week. Stay safe, stay healthy. And we'll catch you back here next Wednesday.